Vanessa Cassani. And we are the Meadow Report. So what we try to do is to bring to you, our listener, a modern take on the tribal method of communication where women would go out into the meadow and find their resources and bring it back to the tribe. And they always had a little story to share with whatever it is that they brought back. Go here or they shared the information, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's what we want to do is we want to bring to you, our listener, the cool things that we run into in our lives and share it with you. Yes, and we have a variety of guests that come to the podcast. Every week we have a guest. So recently we've interviewed um, Georgie Holbrook. She's a healer. And Ana Rojas Bastidas, who just opened up a swimsuit line. And then today we just finished a recording with Victoria Garcia. She's a photographer. That's what the Metal Report is. So listen to us. Yeah, and like and share and subscribe. I'm here with my co-host, me, Vanessa Cassani. I'm, I'm Elizabeth Pudwell, and today in our studio we have Tammy Durden. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. So glad you're here. So excited to be here. Tammy's like this voice that was speaking to me. <laughs> <laughs> she kept showing up on my Instagram feed over and over again, and I was like, I'd listen for a little while. Um, you have a thing, today's tip? Is that what it's called? Yes. So, yes. And um, I'd listen to them for a little while, and then I'd go like, ah, oh, and then i move on to the next one, because you were speaking to me. <laughs> and that's what I kind of do in the beginning, is I kind of like, I really don't want to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be honest. There's resistance. And I'm, it, it is. It's resistance. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's hard to hear the truth sometimes. It is. Yeah. Oh, so challenging. Yeah. <laughs> However, I did listen, and um, I just said, I'm just going to reach out. And I, uh, I think I Facebooked you. Facebook, uh-huh. yes, because yeah. Facebook still is in style. Yes, it yeah. is. It's still in style. <laughs> and um, you replied, and we talked on the phone. And mm-hmm. Here we are. So excited! Yes, it's awesome. I love meeting people this way. I've mm-hmm. met some incredible women this wow. way. Wow! Yeah, yeah, I have. So, um, what really drew my attention to you was the the. Um, I guess it's the book promo uh, mm-hmm. meme that you have mm-hmm. with you in the red and white and black. Yes. I love that dress, by the way. Is Thank it a dress you. or a skirt? It's red it's and white skirt. polka dots, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The skirt is black and white polka dot black and the shirt is red. Yes, that. See, <laughs> I love that style. I love that look. And uh, Thank you. Tell me the name of the book. I don't look like what I've been through. Seven ways to turn your mess into a masterpiece. <laughs> mm, love it. Wow. Yeah. And I I just so resonate with that. I mm-hmm. last Sunday yeah. I went to a uh a women's home, a transitional housing mm-hmm. and um led a twelve step meeting. And I think a lot of that is kind of my story, you know, mm-hmm. because I go into a place where women are coming out of um, you know, incarceration mm-hmm. and I tell them right off, look, I'm a convicted felon, and mm-hmm. tell the story because I don't look like what they think I should look like. Exactly. You know? Yeah. But I've got that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that's what it is that attracted me to you. Yeah. Well, awesome. I'm so glad it did. I mean, that's so very true. Different walks of life takes us different places, and just the fact that we're still here, we're still standing, and mm-hmm. still winning after everything that we've been through and don't look like what we've been through, I mean, it's absolutely amazing because as women, we endure a lot, mm-hmm. uh, but we're very strong and resilient. Yeah. And somehow, some way, we still manage to come out on top. And to, yeah. you know, and it's so true. And you and I talked about this, like, I told you I stayed in the relationships, like, you know, years mm. too long. 
and I know you were you resonated with that and um, so let's talk let's start there you know what yeah. was it that brought you to this place yeah so um, a series of things so I've been married one time two times divorced one time two times and just with the whole situation with relationships and the transitions that you go through with it you know a lot of times can really take a toll on you mm-hmm. and it can really taint your view yeah. of relationships, being married again, um, just love, just love yeah. period, love yeah. period, yeah. yes. So just, like love, love burns me, you know, mm. and it doesn't, but because it's our choices that that's right that put us in those positions, but it does. It feels like it's love, yeah. Know? Or we could at least blame love. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, it was that love. It wasn't know. me. Yeah. It was, it was just love but yeah when we can own up to that to say you know what I had a part to play in that you know Mm -hmm. love was love but yeah I had my share in it and where do I go from here you know Mm -hmm. do I rest in my poor choices or decisions that I made or do I choose to be open and embrace love again Mm -hmm. and when we choose to be open that gives an opportunity for better and greater to show up in our lives. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I mm-hmm. have seen that totally. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so funny because I just watched this uh, YouTube video and um, it was on Evan Car- Carmichael's uh, channel. And he has these Motivated by the Masters. That's mm-hmm. the name of his series. Mm-hmm. And um, Will Smith is telling the story mm-hmm. about. Um, going skydiving so he's all like and you know well he's like yeah yeah dynamic personality he's being interviewed on a stage with his wife and he's Mm -hmm. like i gotta stand up so he stands up and he's like you know you're with your buddies and you're like we should go skydiving tomorrow and he's like yeah we should and everybody's like yeah (laughs) and he goes the next day uh you know that night he goes i can't sleep you know because i keep like (gasps) you know (laughs) yeah and um he talks about the long night and the Mm -hmm. next day and the next morning and Mm -hmm. how challenging it is and how scary it is and he's Mm -hmm. getting on the plane and on the plane he's going to do a tandem so he's sitting on some guy's lap and he's like you know this is not you know I'm being cool and like you know and he's just being himself he's so cute yeah. he's like, and um, he just he's just terrified mm-hmm. and he's expressing the terror like you know very well mm-hmm. all the way up to the point when the doors open yeah. and he's standing there his toes are hanging out the airplane and he says, the guy goes, okay, on three. And he goes, one, two, and he pushes him. Wow. Wow. And he goes, because at three, you hang on to the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> so they push him at two. <laughs> so then he goes, and I'm falling. And mm-hmm. he goes, and it's bliss. Hmm. Total bliss. Mm-hmm. And he says, I'm falling. And for like 25 seconds, I'm kind of freaking out, but I'm in this bliss. Yeah. And then it goes into the, the, the next half of the minute. And he says, I'm, you know, this is cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm flying. Mm-hmm. And I'm not afraid at all. I'm in yeah. bliss. Yeah. And he says, so why did I spend all of that time, 16 hours, in fear? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is the message. 
Absolutely. Yeah. You don't need to be afraid until you're standing right there with your toes. Like, just that little <laughs> tiny minute. That's it's all you mind. need. Yeah. It's the mind. Yeah. It is our minds. Yeah. Definitely. And it's our minds that do that and make, and even that thing like what you said. Mm-hmm. Like, are you going to love again? Are you going to do that? Are you going to, you know, put mm-hmm. your toes out on the edge of the airplane and, and leave? Or, you know, are you going to sit there and be afraid, you know, yeah. and talk about it? Yeah. The door. write about it mm-hmm. and think about it <laughs> right. and ruminate about it mm-hmm. buy books about it you complain know complain about it yeah and we do all of that yeah mm-hmm. we do do all of that so what about your relationships is aligned with the book relationships well yes yeah. so relationships is aligned with the book so in the book we talk about I don't look like what I've been through we talk about how you can actually use certain tools to not look like what you've been through. So for example, a couple of the chapters, be grateful. You know, gratitude attracts more good things into mm-hmm. your life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, be gracious, meaning give yourself a break. A lot of times we're one of our worst critics. Mm-hmm. And so the more we down ourselves, the further we go down, because I made that mistake and I was in that relationship too long and I knew better and I should have come out of it. And by that time I'm down, down, down. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm so disgusted with myself because I've talked myself down. Now, where do I go? Mm-hmm. And so I talk about some of those things in the books because I don't look like what I've been through addresses the inner woman and the outer woman there's Mm -hmm. two pieces to it so your attitude your mindset in which you just referenced is a big part of my image and what I look like and how I show up in the world and how people see me all of that is a part of that and so who I am plays a part of how I operate in relationships Mm -hmm. choose to be open and so that's one of the chapters be open Am I going to be open to new things, to new people, to love? Mm -hmm. Am I going to really open myself up to that? Am I going to talk about it or will I be about it? And so it all boils down to choices, the choices that we make to move forward in life. Mm -hmm. Well, and even like what you said, I like that because Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times women were like, well, I I don't have to, you know, dress up or do my hair or put makeup on. But the thing is, is it's like that, the appearance is a direct result of how you feel about yourself. Exactly. You know, if you don't take the time to do that and present, you know, Mm -hmm. like this is my image. Yeah. This is what I want to present to the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's because you don't feel that way. On the inside. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that pours out to your outer person and that's how you show up because of what you feel like on the inside. So I think it's important to do the work on the inside. And once we do the work on the inside, the outside should follow suit. Mm-hmm. You know, some of us may need a little more help than others. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the work begins on the inside. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. So um, you talked about when um, we talked on the phone, being a, a pastor's daughter. Yes. To a preacher's daughter. Mm-hmm. And so t- tell a little bit of that, like how that relates to the, you know, because mm-hmm. we talked a little bit about that dichotomy, like the divorce and then mm-hmm. another divorce and a, mm-hmm. I'm a preacher's daughter. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Interesting they, stuff. Like they don't get unhappy with their husband. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> or make bad choices, <laughs> you know. If I don't tell you about that, yeah, I'm a preacher's kid. 
And so being a part of uh, the first family when growing up, uh, it was a little bit of pressure because yeah. there was a certain expectation of almost perfection. That yeah, of course. You, you, you got to be right. You can't mess up. You have to be a good girl. And then so I kind of talk, kind of end up being the opposite a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> we're balanced. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> so we're very protected. you at home? Like, you know, you can't wear that. We're, you know, was that conveyed Overtly, or was it just this covert message? Yeah, pretty much a covert message uh-huh. that you know these were like the expectations of people, and we've got to meet those expectations. Mm-hmm. And I'm just mm-hmm. being totally honest with you. Ministry in my life uh, as a pastor's kid was number one church, and so there were some things you know because dad was pastor, you know, dad even was an entrepreneur. And just had a lot of things going on. So I began to look for love in all the wrong places. Mm -hmm. And so at the age of 15, I got pregnant. At the age of 16, I gave birth to my daughter. So I was a teenage, not only a pastor's kid, but a teenage mom. Mm -hmm. All the shame. (laughs) (laughs) I had my son at 16, so I told you. Oh, wow. We have that in common. So you can totally relate to that. So not just being a teenager. So teenage mom, pastor's kid. You know, some of the people at the church, they, you know, they just turn their backs on me there they gather their daughters and say oh yeah. don't go by don't, her oh, yeah. Yeah. stay away from her yeah exactly yeah. that exactly. stuff's contagious <laughs> oh, and grief. so you know although that happened I I still into my early 20s uh, still had low self-esteem I didn't mm-hmm. feel good about myself in and of they like oh you're a preacher's kid you got all this positive yeah from elementary up I just I just didn't think Mm-hmm. enough about I didn't think I was enough and so that's why I look for love in all the wrong places and yeah. so as a result of that and I grew up in my 20s and and you know some things began to turn around got married at 19 um and then that only lasted a couple of years so just a series of events that took trying place trying to find yourself though. yes wow. trying to find myself now I have this little this other being that I have to take yeah. care of got to grow up real quickly uh to make sure I can take care of her and so the whole, you know, thing about perfection, being a pastor's kid, and you have to put on this certain face and this certain image, you know, a part of that really did impact my life. And mm-hmm. so, again, I had to do the work to, to pull out of that and to go grow beyond that and find who I was mm-hmm. and be that person and love that person. And so that was a journey that, that I took on. But, you know, thankfully... I've grown a lot and was able able to overcome it and help other women to overcome mm-hmm. that as well. I so what that. is the lesson there? What's the, you know, if you were going to take that one and make it a chapter, what's that one lesson? That one lesson would be from a parent's view to always, always love on your children and let them know that they are valuable, beautiful, amazing, just the way they are. Mm-hmm. Don't take telling them that for granted. Don't push it to the side like it doesn't matter because it does matter. Right. And mm-hmm. so uh, no discredit to my parents. They did the best they could with what they had. But if, if I could tell any parent that, um, be sure to affirm your children and let mm-hmm. them know that they're beautiful, they're smart, they're intelligent, and they're great. They're awesome just the way they are. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it was scary for them. Like, how are they going to deal with it? Mm-hmm. Whatever. And that was a little bit of time ago as well. So, mm-hmm. 
you know, that's, mm-hmm. it's, I'm sure it was challenging for them. But, oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. second thing I would say to that is don't allow your past to define your now. Mm-hmm. And although you may have grown up a certain way, although you may have experienced some things, made some mistakes in the past, don't don't let that define who you are right now. Yeah. You have the ability to change that. You have the ability to grow and improve and be whatever you want to be or whoever you want to be. So don't stay stuck in the past and allow your past to define who you are right now. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speak my language. Totally. <laughs> it yes. sounds like you really had to like let go of other people's expectations and mm-hmm. really define your own expectations of yourself. Mm-hmm. Cause I know remember whenever I had my son, it was like everybody had their opinion. Everybody had their stuff to say. And it's like, you carry that. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you have to figure, okay, I need to let this go and mm-hmm. like really understand who I am and my expectations of myself and mm-hmm. all that. So yeah, sounds awesome. Yes, that is. It's, you know, congratulations. Yeah. On- oh, thank you. It's Over, been a journey. Overcoming that. Yeah, for so, sure. Mm-hmm. So do you, are you in the church now? Because I, one of the things I love about your today's tip is mm-hmm. that it's, it is infused with, you know, God and mm-hmm. faith and all of that stuff, but it's a practical thing. You know, it is always like, you know, mm-hmm. and they're always different and, but so are you in church now? Are you, are you in the... <laughs> that's funny. Yes, I am in church. And, and I'm so glad you said that because that's that's my goal. Whenever I speak or teach or uh, offer words, I love marrying the practical and the spiritual. Because mm-hmm. for me, when growing up and going back to the pastor's kid, I got the spiritual. I didn't get a lot of the practical. Mm-hmm. And so I, I learned a lot of hard lessons that way because I know what the Bible says, but practically how mm-hmm. to apply it in my life, mm-hmm. everyday living, a lot of it wasn't there. And so that's what I often do with those messages. Am I in the church? Yes, I am still in the church. As a matter of fact, uh, my father's retired. Uh, my brother's now pastor of my father's church. And I'm executive pastor of the church. (laughs) Well, let's have give it some love. What's the name of the church? (laughs) It's New Faith Praise and Praise and Worship Center Church. Uh, It's in Houston, off of 59 North, not very far from where we're actually located right now. And uh, Laura Capper Road. Yeah. So is that your day job? circle. Yeah. (laughs) Now I will tell you, that's nothing I ever dreamed of, asked for, wanted to be any of that trust Uh me is this the same church it's the same church (laughs) (laughs) wow it's the same church well 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 Uh (laughs) that just you know i i I think i got chills thinking about that like Mm -hmm. that dichotomy look at the uh, yeah changing Mm -hmm. a paradigm Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep Absolutely. So that is awesome. That mm-hmm. is really cool. I yeah. like that a lot. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you share your story in, in the church? Oh, yeah, for That's sure. That's so good. I yeah. do, I'm very transparent, very authentic. That's awesome. I will share my story because I believe that I didn't go through it just to go through it. Mm-hmm. And so if I keep it to myself, who's going to be helped by it? Right. No one. Right. And so uh, I've gone through that shame stage. I'm not ashamed of anything anymore yeah. at this point. Yeah. And so I just want to use it as a platform to help inspire and empower other women, you know, to push past their setbacks and just live your best life. We we only get one on this earth to live. So now why not make the most of it? Yeah. Who do Mm -hmm. you want to reach? What do you, you know, what's the ideal 
person out there? Mm -hmm. So my ideal person is a woman, professional women between the ages of 30 and 70, between that age range, uh, women who have experienced challenges in life, women who have over actually overcome as well and maybe just need that spark, maybe need some encouragement, maybe needs a hand up that I can help up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, to just to go out there and know you can live your best life, you can win, you can succeed. Just because you messed up, it's not over. Mm-hmm. There's still time to win. It doesn't matter how young you are, how old you are, um, but it's a choice and you can do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love yeah. that. It's a choice. Yeah. yeah, it is. Every day, it's a mm-hmm. choice. It's a choice. It Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what's one of your favorite stories, a transformational, you know, someone that you've helped or your own or? Oh, wow. Let's see. Uh, which one can I choose? Let's see. So one of my favorite stories is a young lady, and I call her a young lady. Um, I met her when she was about 48, maybe. Yep, about 48. And so she had been uh, volunteering and she had been helping people. And have you ever met a person where they're just the natural born servant and they serve and they help (coughs) and they serve. But there comes a time when you get exposed to the wrong people that take advantage of that. Mm -hmm. And so she had given and given and given and given to that to the point where her cup was empty. Her saucer was dry. There was nothing left to give. And she was to a point where she had lost her identity because everybody had used her for all of her gifts and talents and things that she did herself. She didn't know who she was. Mm-hmm. Um, she was bitter towards serving anybody in mm-hmm. any capacity, whether it's serving, volunteering, because she had been used. Right. For so many times. So many times. Yeah. And she was broken. And so to the point where she didn't, she thought she was useless and worthless and I don't trust people, and just, you know, just, it was so startling to me because what I saw in her, she didn't see it anymore mm-hmm. because of because of the using and the, and the abuse. And so uh, being able to just work with her and to um, coach her and reaffirm her of who she was and what value she still had left and that there are still some good people in the world because serving really is her gift, that uh, you have so many amazing gifts and talents on the inside of you that God has put in you to be a blessing to others. So don't let one experience, one bad relationship, don't let that spoil who you are. Mm-hmm. But, but rediscover your purpose, rediscover your passion, ignite that power within, and just come to love and embrace yourself. And so we went through a series of where uh, she had to forgive to heal, Mm -hmm. she had to forgive herself, Mm -hmm. and she had to forgive those who had hurt her. And so those two components of forgiveness are so important. And so we, I was able to help her go through that healing process. Write it down. I forgive myself for, and you just make that list and be honest, whatever it is. I forgive them for whatever it is. Be honest. Make that list. And so through those different exercises and coaching, um, now she is absolutely amazing. She owns two businesses. Um, she still continues to serve in her community, in mm-hmm. her church. Did it happen overnight? No, of course not. It, it probably took about three years to get her from rock bottom, bottom broken, uh, I want to check out, 
to being a thriving, successful person in society, still operating in her gifts and talents uh, in the world. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So you must have to balance how much you give of your time as well as like you know your when you're going to take or when you need to refresh yourself or revive yourself or receive Mm -hmm. exactly so how do you do that so I plan and schedule because if I'm a planner Mm -hmm. and so if I don't plan it and I don't schedule it it won't happen Mm -hmm. so I've been to the place of burnout before Mm -hmm. where I've I've been depleted and so what I had to do is to decide to be sure and plan and prepare, put it on my schedule, block some time to make sure that I have self-care. Mm-hmm. So once a month, for sure, um, I'll at least take a whole day for me. Mm-hmm. Once a week, I take out time. And so that I'm not depleted, so that my cup is not empty, I read, I meditate, yoga, different things mm-hmm. on a regular basis mm-hmm. in between my one day to make sure that um, I'm refilling my cup mm-hmm. so that I have something to give and so that I can also be good to myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you read? So I read, I'm just a really big personal development person. Yeah. I just am. I, I really oh, am. Oh, you're talking to your sister. <laughs> I am that. I am that. I'm always on something. Yeah. All the, What's I mean, the book you're reading right now? So right now I'm reading a Jack Canfield Success Principles that's going to grow me and improve me, I'm all all in on that. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't read novels and things like that, but I just choose to invest my time with personal development things. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. me too, mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Do you, uh, I know you're, you're big on Instagram, what about YouTube? You know, I am not big on YouTube, but I'm getting there. I do have a YouTube channel, I do, um, like have some videos and things posted, but that is next on my agenda mm-hmm. to start really building my YouTube channel and my following. I actually had somebody to come to me maybe uh, maybe about three weeks ago, and they were telling me, you really got to get on YouTube. You really got to start mm-hmm. working on your YouTube. Video's the thing. Mm-hmm. What are guilty pleasures? Guilty pleasures. I guess I shouldn't Ooh. ask that of an executive pastor. Oh, no. <laughs> Especially on air. I am just I am a person. <laughs> that part is apparent. <laughs> well, so, I'll tell you. I'll really tell you. I try to eat healthy. I try to take care of myself. Um, I believe that if you're going to walk in purpose and do the things that you're placed on this earth to do, that being in good health is important. Guilty pleasure, I love sweets. Mm. I love I love pies and cakes. So, of course, this is my favorite time of the year, right? Mm-hmm. So, pies and cakes and sweets. You know, I don't really don't do soda or candy or anything like that. But you can't really miss me on, like, some cakes and pies and cookies and Are things like that. Are you a baker? Like no. No? You just like... I will <laughs> buy some good ones. Yeah. <laughs> Left flying saucer pie company is not very far from your church. Exactly. Yeah. I, I will invest in, <laughs> in some good sweets. Yeah, that's awesome. Good answer. <laughs> so you talked a little bit about like that you do personal development. And mm-hmm. I have a routine in the mornings. That's when I do my stuff. Do you have a daily routine or is it more like sporadic? How do you take care of yourself? 
Oh, yeah. I have a, a daily routine. I wake up around 4.30 in the morning, and I have my prayer and meditation time, pray. I read the Bible, um, affirmations every morning, 30 minutes of exercise, get that in. And so that's that's my typical routine. I have to get grounded. I have to get centered because how I believe that how you start your day is very important. Mm-hmm. And so if I am going to be successful in that day and handle the things that come my way and also be able to add value into the lives of other people, I have to have a good start. And that always includes that more that daily morning regimen, waking up early and making sure I get that time in to do those mm-hmm. things. That's do you beautiful. recommend that to other women? I do. Yeah. I do. And so on occasion when the day doesn't happen like that, oh, I notice the difference. Yeah, me Definitely. too. Definitely. Yeah, you too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I don't do it, I'm like, damn. <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm like, I know it's because I didn't do it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I had, um, in fact, I had one of those yesterday where I only, like I said, okay, I don't have time for the whole hour. So what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And I meditated and then I did. Uh, 20 minutes of yoga that's what I had time for mm-hmm. and then I got dressed but I noticed I yeah. didn't have my reading I didn't have my journaling I didn't have my affirmations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, you know by the end of the day it was like it was uh, evident I could feel just a little bit more like oh mm-hmm. I don't I'm not usually tired I don't usually you know mm-hmm. I believe in speaking you know if we yes. if I if somebody's like oh my god I'm so tired well, you know what? You just spoke it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you're going to get more tired. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so I don't I don't ever do that. But, um, yeah, I was like, I wanted to go home and be alone yesterday. I didn't, but, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's that, so true. That is a rare time. So tell me what is, like you said, you take one day um, a month, mm-hmm. which is like, that's probably not enough. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but what do you do with that day? That day, I do absolutely whatever I want to do. So there's no, usually I'm on a schedule with, okay, I have this appointment, this thing. Sometimes it's nothing. Sometimes I'll just stay at home and um, I will read a book or just, or I may take a spa day. I may go to the spa and relax. I get a massage, a manicure, a pedicure, just something that makes me feel good, something where I'm relaxed, something where um, I'm not bound by a schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to yeah. just be free, mm-hmm. be free. And it, and it doesn't matter, okay, at five o'clock, yeah. You don't want to be checking your phone right. or any, like that's, yeah. Right, to, to my mind to be free, I'm relaxed, I'm refreshed, I'm rejuvenated, oh my God, and it just really makes a difference. So the next day, I'm ready to go again. Mm-hmm. Another 30 days. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what you get. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, but true. So um, you said something about, um, you, you said that, um, you know, you had these two toxic relationships. Well, uh-huh. or divorces. I just mm-hmm. call them toxic. They were. We talked on the phone. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're right. You didn't say that here, but I know that they were. Um, and then uh, the being the pastor's daughter, mm-hmm. are those the things that compelled you to write the book, or what happened specifically that that you went like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, right? So a combination of things 
my past experiences with so with that second marriage that I had that that particular marriage is really after that experience what spurred me on it was the marriage being that um, I was married to a preacher one of the preachers that was at uh, my father's church at that time and he attempted to molest my daughter so this is where I, I had what I call my tsunami of setbacks so that was happening, and uh, that happened. So now my husband and I are going to divorce. You probably remember around 2007, 2008, the mortgage industry crashed. Right. So I owned a mortgage company. I had owned that company for seven years. Company didn't make it. And so now I'm closing the business. And so that was my primary source of income. Mm -hmm. And so now I have a failed business. Now I have a failed marriage. Uh, I, I'm having to take care of my daughter to make sure she's okay. There's counseling. Those things are going on. I can't pay my bills because the business is closed. Now, the home is going into foreclosure. I look outside one day. The record truck is there to pick up my oh, car no. because I couldn't pay the car note. Yeah. I remember just sobbing on the phone. This is, I think, probably when reality really hit. And I was still trying to hold, you know, as yeah. women, we're trying to hold uh, it all together. And, that's yeah. called juggling. Yeah, yeah. okay. Multitasking, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. So the record truck is outside. See the red. I walked to, it was late one night, and I walked to the front of the house. Had really beautiful glass doors. Uh, we were living the dream, y'all. 3,700 square foot home on the lake. It was our dream home. Well, now it had turned into a house of horrors. So I walk in the middle of the night to get a glass of water. I see these red tail lights outside the glass doors, and I go over and take a peek. It was the record truck there to pick up my car. And so I was like, oh, my God, they're, they're coming to pick my car. So I had never experienced any, any of this. I had always paid my bills. I always, you know, any, none of that. So this, all of this was foreign to me. And so I called the next day. I said, I can fix it, right? I can fix it. Let me call a finance company, and they'll work with me. And so I called them, and I get on the phone. It's like, yes, this is Tammy Durden. And, and um, I, I, I know the record truck came to pick up my car last night. But listen, let's can I make some arrangements and and they were like, Miss Miss Dart, no, we can't. We can't. I said, Oh no, but let me just send a payment in. And they said, No, Miss Durton, you 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 can't continue to hold on to a car that you're not paying for. You haven't paid a car note in three months. And so when they said that, that just kinda like hit me or gut punched me to bring me into reality you cannot make these payments mm -hmm. and i sobbed on the phone with that person i cried i don't it was probably a minute maybe two but they didn't interrupt me they weren't rude to me they didn't say stop that crying or ma'am get it together <laughs> yeah and and then after silence I, I just pulled myself together you know and i said you know what i, I i'm so sorry um, please come get the car. I'll have it parked outside and you can come and get it. And so all of these, so all of those experiences led me to write my first book, Get Up, Dust Yourself Off and Win. And so those experiences and just the sheer desire, because I hit rock bottom. I hit rock bottom. I was broke and I was broken. I didn't have any money. Everybody that claimed to be my friend, everybody that was coming around to to be on the pier, we could walk out on the pier and fish or get on the boat in my backyard and ride the They're boat. They're all gone. All gone. Yeah. All gone. As a matter of fact, I heard whispers 
behind my back of what they were saying about me and how they were spreading my business. And, and it had to be them because some of them were the only ones that knew deeply what was going on inside my home. Yeah. And so I hit rock bottom. And, you know, it, it, it took me a while to come out of it. Thank thank God for my foundation. Um, and, it, and I know that if I went through it, there are so many other women. And maybe it wasn't those particular situations. Maybe it was abuse. Maybe someone lost their loved one and they just can't seem to pull it together. Whatever it is, I know the feeling of being there. And so I, it, it was compelling to me to write the book to say, I know what it's like, but you can get up, dust yourself off and win. Yeah. And so following up with my second book, I don't look like what I've been through. So now that you've gotten up and you've dusted yourself off, you don't have to look like what you've been through. Mm-hmm. It's over. You went through it. So let's pick up the pieces and move forward and live our best life. So who was it that helped you pull yourself up? Because I feel like it takes a village sometimes. You mm-hmm. know? And that was another thing. There wasn't a particular person that was there to help pull me up. Mm-hmm. That's another reason why I wanted to write the book. Because I, I was a lot of times I was lonely. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to get emotional. <laughs> but a lot of times I was lonely. And I was struggling. Because... There wasn't anybody to say, come on, girl, you got this. Get up. Come on, let me help you. And so a lot, it it took me longer because, you know, some things I had to just have that sheer desire. And and I tell you, if it wasn't for God, that that helped me pull through that situation and say, there's more in you. It's not over. Keep fighting. Mm -hmm. You know, I still have purpose for your life. And so over time, and I, I began to surround myself with other positive people, Um, I joined Mary Kay and Mary Kay was real big on personal development Mm. and so it's some of the teachings there that they were geared towards business but also personal development that helped me get back on track well who knew who knew yeah the business didn't work I still use some of the products (laughs) but sometimes we're placed in a certain position and we think it's for one reason but it's something for it's something else yeah Yeah, I I totally believe that too yeah Yeah, going through the stuff that I went through yeah but I I love that you shared that like Mm -hmm. you were you know, lonely or mm-hmm. alone going through that because mm-hmm. I think a lot of women are. Mm-hmm. And what's the message there? How do you, how would you tell some somebody either approaching that situation mm-hmm. or in a similar situation to find, and I think it's important that they're women, mm-hmm. you know, find women that can lift you up and support you. How do you, you know, mm-hmm. how do you navigate that? Because there are people out there that as soon as things get bad, they're going to leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's also you know, that space where you have, like, women who are there no matter what. And Mm -hmm. I I have some of those in my Mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, I have some of those now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, yeah, what I would tell that woman is um, let go of the shame and you're not alone. There's nothing new under the sun. We've There are women that have gone through what you've gone through and more. And so you're not alone and mm-hmm. that there are women out there willing to help. But again, we, it boils down to choices again. Are you going to give up or are you going to keep pushing? And if you choose to keep pushing, <clears throat> keep pushing to the fact that there's someone out there waiting for you that wants to help you, that's been through what you've gone through, and, the, and, and you're not alone in this. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're so right, because there are, there really yeah. are. I have mm-hmm. learned yeah. so much from 
um, you know, giving mm-hmm. what, and I, a lot of my story, you know, I told you, like, we mm-hmm. have parallels. Mm-hmm. I, um, you know, in my culture, it's called sponsoring, because I'm in 12-step program, so yes. I sponsor a lot of women, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, when they are grateful for it, they, they, you know, express it in a way like, I'm this benevolent soul, mm-hmm. and the thing is, is I'm not. Mm-hmm. When I help somebody, it helps me. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I always, you know, we have a group that we meet on Saturday nights, and mm-hmm. um, that is like one of the main messages, you know. Go help somebody else because you will hear what you need to hear. Mm-hmm. So That's true. That's so true. Yeah. So true. A lot of times when you think that, oh, you're out there helping someone else, the person that gets help the most is you. Mm-hmm. It's me. It, mm-hmm. it happens time after time. And it's and a beautiful it, thing. It is a beautiful, and I think that it is, you know, it might be scary, like to dive in and help someone. Tell mm-hmm. them whatever you need, I'll be there for you, mm-hmm. um, because we don't know what they're gonna ask for. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However, mm-hmm. you know, um, though there are boundaries that mm-hmm. you can have and limits to what you, you know, you can always say no. Mm-hmm. But I just really encourage anybody, you know, yeah. listening to, mm-hmm. if you have that opportunity, serve. Yes. You know, help somebody because yeah. you will be the one that's more blessed than the yeah. other person. Mm-hmm. I agree. By far. Totally agree. Totally. I love that. Yeah. So, what's next for Tammy? Where's Tammy going? She's got this two books and mm-hmm. executive pastor. That's your day job, right? Or do you have another job? So, I do have another job. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have a training and development company. It's called Tammy Durden International. And so three divisions of the company, it's speaking, coaching, and training. And so I speak internationally across the world, inspiration, empowering, uh, that, as well as ministry, uh, but on the business side, speaking, and then uh, training and development. So I've been uh, professionally in training and development. I worked in corporate America while well over 15 years. And so I do offer training and development, uh, with corporations, organizations, mm-hmm. those types of things, uh, professional and personal development, all the way from training staff to um, generational dis- differences, customer service, those types of things, soft skills. And then the coaching part, I've just expanded my brand to image consulting, so image coaching. And so that's a part of what I do. And so uh, what's next for me uh, in the short term, I'm on a book tour, so Atlanta will stop number one tomorrow. It's Houston, stop number two for the, the book tour here in Houston, Texas. And then so I'll go some adif- additional places from Dallas to Kansas and other places like that. Uh, just spreading the message. I always like to start a movement. So my books are, are movement. Book number one, Get Up, Dust Yourself Off and Win. Uh, I have an annual women's empowerment conference. Uh, this year was year five of the conference. Year two, we were sponsored in Cape Town, South Africa for uh, National Women's Day. And so it's it's all of movement. So mm-hmm. it's going to continue to grow and wow. evolve as I continue to do more things to empower women across the globe. That's beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. I love it. Yes. I love the international thing, too, as well. Yeah. That's awesome. It's amazing. We So year two, Cape Town, South Africa, they invited us to come. It was National Women's Day in August with apartheid and celebration of that. And they said, well, since you're coming, let's just, let's just host your um, women's conference here in Cape Town, South Africa. 
And I was like, really? And they were like, yes. I'm like, oh my God, what what an honor. So I, I just, my team and I just had to show up. And they had invited all the guests, over 500 women were there. Um, and they, oh, in, in Cape Town, they're so hungry for empowerment. Mm. And so um, I started out with the conference and then actually speaking on National Women's Day. I ended up speaking, I believe, five times within seven days wow. of being there. And uh, it was absolutely amazing. Absolutely. And what I learned with speaking from London to Africa is that we're all alike. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. We're all alike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does uh, Across the world, women, we share the same experiences. Mm-hmm. We're all alike. Yeah, when you said women are really hungry in mm-hmm. Cape Town for empowerment, I was like, I think they're hungry here <laughs> for it as well, you know, mm-hmm. women mm-hmm. that I know. Mm-hmm. So how can people find you, Tammy? Where can they? Absolutely. Women can, uh, people, period, can find me on social media at Tammy Durden, T-A-M-M-I-D-U-R-D-E-N. My website, TammyDurden.com, is where you can also find me. You can find my books on my website or Amazon.com. And uh, I'd love to connect with everyone. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Find been... her. Follow her. Yay. <laughs> that. That's all. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure. I love yes, your you story so and My your pleasure. transparency you. and mm-hmm. honesty and mm-hmm. directness. Thank you so much. Thank mm-hmm. you for having me. Okay. Until next time, if you guys have any questions, please email us at the Meadow Report at gmail.com and we have a facebook and instagram at the meadow report it's always helpful to like and share and subscribe um, and leave us a review.